Welcome to the Hobcast, a weekly podcast from Hobeck Books, an independent publisher of thrillers, crime, and suspense novels. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of what we do, the challenges and the triumphs, the bumps and troughs of building a new creative business in this pandemic world. We'll hear from the people who make all this possible, the authors, cover designers, and editors, and we'll have expert insights from our guest star interviews. Nothing is off the agenda on the Hopcast from Hobeck Books, as we combined trad values and an indie spirit. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Hopcast. I've lost all track of what number it is. I think it's 78. 78? It is 78. 78. Yeah, okay. Well, look, as you can hear from our voices, we're in completely different places. I am We're sat, miles apart, aren't we? We are. We are. I'm sat in the Hobeck kitchen, which is the hub of Hobeck operations. And you are sat where? I am sat in a Range Rover with a black Labrador behind me in Asda Car Park in Hollyhead. Which is in Anglesey, in Wales. Which is in Anglesey. <laughs> yes, in now, Wales. Just, just to explain to everyone, well, first of all, we ought to say who we are, and then we'll explain the context of what's going on. So uh, I'm Adrian Hobart. I'm Rebecca Collins. Together we run Hobeck Books, and we are UK independent publishers of the following genres. Thrillers. Oh, I can't help doing it in that accent. <laughs> <laughs> Crime. Suspense. And mystery. Z. Um, well, welcome to the show. And uh, a little later, I'm going to be taking you behind the scenes at the CWA Daggers, which were held this week in London, which I attended uh, alongside Mark Whiteman, who was nominated for the John Creasy New Blood Award. And you'll have to wait till the end of the programme to find out whether he won or not. Yeah, and I think you were desperate for the loo by then too, weren't you? So you were <laughs> yeah. like, oh, come on, hurry up. <laughs> so it, it, we, we, we don't have a, a, a big feature interview. We do speak to one or two of the key figures from the CWA and the, uh, uh, from the, the, the ceremony. Uh, that'll come a little bit later. Uh, but this, uh, I, I, I guess, say, will be uh, one of our shorter episodes, which is probably no bad thing, given that they usually stretch to nearly two hours and like a Bruce Springsteen concert. But uh, <laughs> maybe not this week. So <laughs> why have you I'm, run away I'm from... Time, I'm under a time limit because I've got until my mother, sister and brother finish shopping in Asda. Okay. Well, we better <laughs> get a crack on. And just explain why you're in Wales. Okay. That's a really good question. Um, I'm here for a week and I'm on holiday with my mum, my sister and my brother, as I mentioned, and three dogs. Now, we've done this... Um, except when we were growing up when we go on holiday every year to Wales but since then since we all left home and had, had children we've done this three times now and it's become a bit of a tradition every every sort of five or ten years or so where we all get, get together but no add-ons no children no partners nothing nobody else just as it was in the 1980s and we're here for a week in a little cottage with one toilet which has been interesting so far and very low water pressure, again, very interesting so far. But it's been good so far. We've, we've been to the sea a lot um, and we're, we're exploring Hollyhead today, but there really isn't much to see. It's a very sad little town. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's somewhere you pass through and get on a ferry to go somewhere better. Um, some would argue, but uh, poor old Hollyhead. Uh, yeah, but there I'm are some... very sorry for Hollyhead, actually. It's really down and out. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's just one of those areas which really 
brings home the economic reality of, of modern Britain, uh, yeah. away from the bright lights of London where I was this week. But it's been a, um, let's go through our week first before we go into some news. It's been a really tricky week. Um, I had a bit of a, a disastrous week, really, um, certainly <laughs> in the build-up to uh, going to London. And uh, several factors involved here. The main one was um, my accommodation that I'd, I'd planned fell through. Um, and that had unexpected consequences. And the, the issue is, is that London with Wimbledon, uh, various gigs and all sorts of things going on, there are no hotels for less than several hundred pounds, unless you want to stay in a, a backpackers hostel in a shared room for 18 people. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, even looking further afield, uh, travel lodges, which, you know, realistically, you wouldn't expect to pay more than about 80 quid for we're charging 350s to 400 pounds a night. So eventually I ended up in a rather rough and ready one in Slough. It did mean I missed <laughs> the self-publishing show, which I had planned to go to for at least one of the days at the um, South Bank Centre. I missed that completely and just concentrated on making sure we made it to the CWA Daggers, uh, which I duly did. But um, even then I managed to mess up by going to the wrong hotel because there are two Leonardo hotels at Tower Hill. This is that's quite an achievement, isn't it? I mean, when when you told me you were at the wrong hotel, I thought, is that possible? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was really, um, yeah, I just thought everything's conspiring. You know, I'm in a hotel in Slough, which has cost a fortune anyway. And um, I arrived at the event after the drinks, which started at six. So I got there at seven and everyone's making their way into the dining hall. And, um, you know, I get a brief sort of greeting from uh, our party of, of three, which was you and Thornycroft, who's the agent of Mark Whiteman, Mark and his wife Lillian. And um, <laughs> we were plonked straight into dinner and uh, <laughs> we weren't able to get up from our table for about three and a half hours because the ceremony and the food took so long. Um, now, that is painful, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It was so hot in there. People were fanning themselves, trying to stay upright. Um I'd gone a very bright colour red and my little <laughs> Apple watch has a, has a function which tells me that my heart rate is too high for the live activity. So I'm sat there with a heart rate of 130, which is what I normally have when I'm running or charging around a tennis ball. <laughs> and I'm just sat there trying not, trying not to expire. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of making this sound a bit dowdy, but, uh, you know, I was proud to be there. I was proud to be in my glad rags um, with my... Uh, tiger bow tie and tiger pocket you look very dapper yeah i tried i tried and um and then we went through the the ceremony itself and uh well i mean to cut a long story short i mean there were some shocks that has to be said um the the overall winner of the gold dagger ray celestine caused audible gasps in the room it already won the historic um you know uh book uh dagger for historic novels um and um that was that was really quite a quite a, a sort of moment really in the room um i, I was it was quite striking but I'll, I'll bring you some of those sort of uh, moments uh, i recorded it all um a little bit later um but obviously disappointment when it came to our um category which was the john creasy new blood award uh, which mark was up for for waking the tiger um mm. Unfortunately, didn't get it. And uh, then the judge, uh, head judge of that panel, I think this is a bit churlish, but uh, perhaps on my part or perhaps on their part, but to tell everybody that it was a unanimous decision to award it to Janice Hallett's The Appeal kind mm. of twists the knife a little bit for those who've been shortlisted. 
it's unnecessary, really, isn't it, to say no. that? You don't need to say that. No, I don't think it was need- needed to be said. I, you know, I think um, I think that's just bad form, actually. Mm. And yes, And yes, it's a very successful and great book. And I spoke to Janice, as you'll hear, a little bit later, but... Yeah, and, and I read it. It's a brilliant book. It, it was a trailblazer, if I can say that. You know, it, there was nothing of its kind when it came out, and it's, there have been elements of that in books published since. And it was unique at the time. It was original, so yeah. a very deserving winner. Absolutely, but yeah, I think um, I don't think I was alone in thinking that's you know not really the done thing. Yeah, it's uh, a bit unkind in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But there's some great people there um, at the the awards. And as I say, I caught up with one or two of them uh, towards the end. I was rushing off for a train and then the tubes packed up and I barely scraped back to Slough. Thank goodness it's a place with late trains till about 2.30 in the morning because I, I took advantage of all of that. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was, you know, I was getting very stressed trying to get away from the ceremony. Um, yeah, it just reminds me of, you know, London has many marvels, but um, sometimes... <laughs> it can be very very challenging so uh yeah it's been a been a quite a week and um now we're apart which is really i odd. know i know and uh, i don't know especially today i, I i'm really feeling it today because when we tried to do the zoom earlier it just wasn't working ah my no. sister's back with two baguettes <laughs> <laughs> so yes it's it's tricky it's tricky but it is it I'm is all to come because you're going off to scotland next weekend well, there were plans, but they're scrapped fully. So, um, oh no, I'm going off to uh, the golf, but that's the golf that, I'm talking about. That's yeah. a week. That's a week, not this coming weekend. The weekend after, isn't it? Yeah, I think I can't remember. Yeah, it's so, my dad's yes, birthday it is, this week. I've got to remember that. So, um, that <laughs> is tomorrow, my dad's birthday, and I completely forgotten. So, I better go up there and um, make a fuss of him. Yeah, but, um, these things they slip my mind. Uh, so it's been so busy, but um, let's look at some news. Um, and um, you've picked these articles out, but I'm the one who can access them. Yeah, and, unfortunately. Uh, and there was quite a lot of mention of National Crime Reading Month uh, on the stage at the uh, Daggers because obviously it's ob- it, it's partially organised Crime Reading Month in the UK by the CWA, the Crime Writers Association, and alongside the reading agency. And they're claiming that this has been the most uh, impactful and successful to date, with um, 80 uh, million people reached um, through coverage uh, on social media and on the national media. And over 80 events were held under the aegis of National Crime Reading Month. So, yeah, that's encouraging. We've done our bit as well, as best we can. Yeah, we did. We tried. Yeah, I wonder how they measure all that, though. I know, I know. How do they measure how many people are reading, more people are reading more crime books during June? (laughs) I I don't think, you know, the figures would be, you know, they'll know that. And they were obviously judging it on the basis of, you know, if you look at the total numbers of people who read The Telegraph or listen to the BBC, they'd probably reached it. I I think it's nonsense myself. You know, easy to put these figures out. Um, But I I applaud the the effort. Um, Yeah, me too. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, some of the biggest names were at that award ceremony, the ones that, uh, I mean, for instance, Mark Billingham won the um, Dagger in the Library Awards for the most uh, lens of a crime book uh, or crime novelist, which mm-hmm. is something that he really, really treasured. Um, he was very, very pleased to, to win that. Um, but That's good, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, you know, the Crime Re- Writers Association is a very important sort of um, anchor point for the whole industry, really. And I think it, it you know, 
almost any other sector in the in the uh, industry there's no sort of body stronger than than the cwa in terms of promoting a particular genre and the breadth of, of diversity of of uh, you know the approaches to writing crime so uh, yeah. that was very evident from the award ceremony um but uh yeah i have a lot of lot of time for it um so yeah me too we, we do something every year don't we to at least acknowledge it absolutely absolutely uh oh now it's saying it's exclusive content so i can't get into the next article what was that next oh. article? <laughs> i don't remember now what was it about no i cannot uh well that's a shame um i simply cannot access it because my phone is packed up on um logging in so uh that is no good i'm terribly sorry about that um how unprofessional <laughs> well technology beat you so yeah it did we have so many problems trying to get in on that bookseller website it has to be said oh it's, it's a bane of my life and we actually have a physical copy and i thought i'd brought it with me and no i can't find it with all my luggage oh well so. doesn't matter doesn't matter, <laughs> doesn't matter. this yeah you know, this whole cast is is atypical i have to say if you're coming to us for the first time this is not how we normally operate we're normally together and um uh, we're normally a little bit better organized but never mind uh, and I usually think people pro- need to appreciate though that that trying to find somewhere in hollyhead to record this podcast was beyond extremely difficult it was impossible as the car park was the only place yeah and you're using your dirt work wi-fi dongle to uh, to make the link which you know we're grateful to okay let's go <laughs> into uh, events then at the cwa daggers um what you yeah. got to hear is a little digest of some of the award nominations and being announced on stage and then some of the reaction that I gathered uh, at the end. And, you know, I did snatch just a few voices, uh, as you'll hear, from um, from the sort of uh, the great and good that were collected there. And uh, I have to say that it was difficult to judge what tone to approach because, uh, as you'll hear, I, I grab an, uh, a disappointed Abby Mukherjee, who's a great guy, <laughs> one of our friends, one of the friends of the show, um and perhaps i misjudged the tone um i i, I hasten to add i mean i had a couple of drinks so you know do um do forgive me uh for that but uh let's take you over to the leonardo uh city hotel in tower hill and the right uh, hotel this time yeah exactly <laughs> and here here are some of the uh sights and sounds of that event next we come to the dagger in the library an award given for a body of work by an established crime writer who has long been popular with borrowers from UK libraries. The winner is Mark Billingham. Thank you very much. Uh, this is lovely. Um, notably because it's an award that has the word library in it. Um, uh, there isn't really any writer, or at least any writer worth talking about, who is not a reader, first and foremost. And many of those writers, and I'm sure there are many of them in this room, did not grow up in a house full of books. Um, I certainly didn't. And if it wasn't for the weekly trips to my local library with my mum, who was keen to get the latest Sidney Sheldon or Harold Robbins, uh, I wouldn't be standing here. Uh, I want to thank the librarians. Uh, put this in my hand, thank you very much. Uh, the librarians at King's Heath Library in Birmingham. Big shout out to them, because uh, I wouldn't be here. And all the other librarians who work up and down the country, a lot of them shockingly as volunteers. Uh, because 
if we want to encourage those people who are currently growing up in houses without books, who will turn into readers, who will then turn into writers, uh, we need to cherish libraries, support libraries, and above all, not let any of them close. Thank you very much indeed. This is Without further ado, the shortlist for the CWA publisher staff. Faber and Faber, you're allowed to whoop. <laughs> Harper Fiction, an imprint of HarperCollins. Michael Joseph. <laughs> Michael Joseph, an imprint of Random House. Pushkin Vertigo, an imprint of Pushkin Press. Titan Books. Viper, an imprint of mention some of the reasons that they have been uh, selected. Uh, they have a whopping six nominations on the Daga long lists. They consistently manage to achieve the difficult balancing act between literary quality and commercial appeal. And they punch above their weight. As an indie, their war chest is smaller than most, but they have been wonderful at nurturing talent and most importantly, keeping faith with their authors who have gone on to become household names. Ladies and gents, the winner of the CWA Dagger for the best crime and mystery publisher of the year is Faber and Faber. The short list, however, in alphabetical order as usual, Carrie Ashkenani for Welcome to Cooper from Thomas and Mercer. Eloisa Diaz for Repentance, from Wagenfels and Nicholson Orion. Alan Gillespie, The Mash House, from Unbound. Janice Hallett, The Appeal, from Profile. Karen Norton, Where Ravens Roost, from the HQ Infant of Harper Collins. Rahul Raina, How to Kidnap the Rich, from Little Brown. And Mark Lightman, Waking the Tiger. Books. But tonight's winner was different, refreshing, and had that all-important critical ingredient, for me at least, of being propped up on one elbow with the light on at two in the morning, still reading. And that winner, unanimous from us, was Janice Hallett. <laughs> and Lucy Fawcett at Shearland, um, Drew Garrison, Flora Willis, uh, the wonderful team at Viper, um, Tabine Kamalher and Gabby Lee at Waterstones uh, for spotting the potential of the appeal uh, and helping it become one of the store's best-selling um, thrillers of the month ever. Um, and also, well, all the reviewers, interviewers, uh, podcasters, bloggers, uh, events organisers, 
booksellers and readers um, who supported the book. And I've also got to say a huge thanks to the one person I missed off my list, and that's my husband Gary, who's, who's here tonight. So, well, uh, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. further ado, I'd like to announce the winner of this year's Golden Daggers Award is Ray Celestine. Beer, you were up for the gold. Yes. Didn't quite get it this time. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, but I've had a, a good time. Yeah. And I've had a lot to drink, which is always good. So, yeah, I'll be back next time. What do you think of the winner then? I haven't read the book, but it's, I know it's a great, a great book because Ray Celestine's a fantastic writer. Uh, and all credit to him and congratulations. Yeah, and in terms of coming back to a CWA Awards dinner, good to be back, isn't it? It is, it is. It's always nice to be out and amongst friends, as long as I don't get COVID. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. but There's a lot of it about. Yeah, good to see you too. Janice Hallett, congratulations on winning the John Creasy Award tonight. Thank you very much. I don't know whether you're expecting to get many words out of me. I'm so shocked and surprised to win this. I don't know what to say. That was brilliant. I'm a great award. I mean, one of our books was up for it that you've eaten. So Mark Whiteman, Waking the Tiger. We'll forgive you, but congratulations. I mean, what do you th- you've now toured this book and you've spoken to a lot of your readers. What do you think has really scored such a uh, you know, made such an impact on, the, on those readers? Well, listening to people, I think they like something different, and the appeal is told in a slightly different way. It's told through emails and through texts, and it makes a change, and I think that instantly engages the mind. I mean, that's all I can, can think it must be. Um, but no, I've been uh, talking to people has been absolutely wonderful on social media, uh, festivals, in bookshops. Speaking to readers has been has made my career as a writer so far. It's been absolutely wonderful. In terms of where you go from here, does this give you extra confidence, or does it weigh down on you because you know this is a major book that was very successful and now won this award? I have to say more confidence yeah. because it's it's just so wonderful. It's like validation, isn't it? Um, that what you're doing is is good and that people are enjoying it. Um, no, it's yeah, confident. I certainly feel confident now. I mean, give me a few more months when I'm in the middle of my um, structural edit. Maybe I won't be quite so confident, but at this moment, I am. Hearty congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. Chris Brookmeyer, yes, the Hobcast Book Show from Hobet Books. So we had uh, Mark Whiteman up for uh, John Creasy tonight. Yeah. Um, But Chris, I mean, you've been a veteran of these events uh, and all the festivals. How did you rate tonight coming back together up up to three-year hiatus? Um... It felt much hotter than the online events. I was able to ventilate my own room when I was watching at home. Um, well, great to be back in a room with everybody. Uh, and delighted for my friend Mark Billingham to oh, yeah. pick up the dagger in the library. We, we had a running competition for years about who could clock up the most CWA nominations without ever winning a dagger. And I dropped out of that by winning the dagger in the library on one of those Zoom events, and Mark's won it tonight, so I'm very happy for him. Yeah, it's great for Mark, and uh, you know, I guess you'll be at Harrogate coming up. I will. I'm really looking forward to Harrogate. Last year, Harrogate felt like uh, this kind of oasis of normality after yeah. the years we've had. 
But I'm particularly proud this will be the first year that my wife has come with me come with me to Harrogate for the last several festivals, but this year she'll be on a panel with me and that as as Ambrose Parry and that means a lot to both of us. Because Harrogate's been such a big part of our year down 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 the years and um, when you come up with something like Ambrose Parry writing a, a book together, you think, will this ever work? So it feels like a kind of watershed moment. It's like, if you've made it onto the panel at Harrogate, you know you've you've really achieved something. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is the who's who if you get invited onto that. Uh, but you can't take it for granted, surely. I mean, it's, it's you know, you've got to keep writing fresh stuff as you, indeed you, you both have. Oh, yeah, that's really what keeps us going. I mean, the... The lockdown, the first lockdown, we wrote A Corruption of Blood during that, and that's kind of what kept us sane, because we had something to talk about all the time. If you're writing a book together, you always have something to discuss during what we called the great, the great patter drought of 2020, because there was nothing else to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great to meet you, and uh, great to see you. We'll see you at Harrogate. Yeah, see you at Harrogate. Uh, I'm joined by Vazim Khan, who is co-chair of the CWA, this is a big deal to get this back on the road properly because you've been on Zoom for a couple of years. This must feel great to bring everyone together in one room at last. Well, it's just nice not to see everybody's Zoom half-naked avatars or, <laughs> or cats on skateboards. Um, look, uh, for me, as, as, as the vice chair of the CWA, I think as an organisation it was incredibly important for us to get back to business as usual. And it's been an, a fabulous event. Um, we've had a full house at a really wonderful venue, and the list of nominees was fantastic, as was the winners. Uh, great meal, great company, uh, a few jokes on stage, which is exactly what you want from an evening like this. We're crime writers, and unlike, say, our literary cousins, we tend to know how to have a good time. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. You only have to go to Harrogate to find that out, <laughs> for sure. Um, in terms of the, the breadth of the entries this year, I mean, it's, it looked incredibly diverse. I mean, I'm not talking just about the, the nature of the authors, but the, the subjects covered and the approaches to, the, to crime writing. Well, the, the dreaded D word is, uh, is going through the industry, and I don't mean drunkenness, I mean diversity. And you know what? The CWA and crime fiction in general has been leading the charge in terms of trying to open the doors so that uh, more people who have stories to tell that are beyond the traditional have a chance to get, it, get, get, get in and tell those stories. And for me, as someone from that kind of background who spent 20-odd yeah. years trying to get published um, and as a Dagger winner last year, I can honestly say that not just the CWA, but the crime fiction industry in general is a wonderful fraternity. We're a bit like the Amish. You know, we don't build enough barns to get the barns together and we don't milk enough cows together, but we are a genuine community and we support each other and we want to see a level playing field. And I honestly believe that there are lots and lots of people within the industry who are trying their absolute best to do that. I told you it'd be brief. Um... Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it's very valuable. And you, some amazing people who we, we would love to have the podcast properly. Yeah. Um, and of course, we've, we've had our beer, but... Um, is a little snippet of what may come in the future maybe <laughs> absolutely yeah it was great and you know I, I was able to sort of get around the room towards the end as people were sort of piling off towards taxis and and tube and <laughs> um to sort of say look let's have a proper chat at harrogate so um yeah that's i, I mean I that's that... that's very very soon around the corner so uh, what, it is actually it's three in weeks July, isn't it? so yeah exactly and there's much more scope for having a proper conversation there because it you know you, you did a good job i think considering 
um, the circumstances to get anything. <laughs> yeah, because I was just conscious of the fact that, you know, that I had a, <laughs> a train to catch myself. And it was, um, yeah, it was not easy. It was not easy. But um, yeah, I can make excuses, but it was tough. So um, the week ahead is going to be a weird one, not having you here driving the, the ship. Um, I did promise that I was going to tidy up Hobeck Towers, and I have made a start this morning. Um, <laughs> uh, quite con- but the, the, the scale of the task uh, is slightly daunting. Once you start, you realise, oh, my God, and that was only one corner of our bedroom, um, just how much there is to, uh, to straighten out. So well, I'm going to persevere. One of those, that's the problem with that sort of task, isn't it? It's like opening a, a can and everything falling out. So it gets worse before it gets better. It will. Yeah, it will. I mean, there's so much to do, but it, it's going to be valuable um, for us all, for the whole family, really. Um, unfortunately, yeah. the cat is not feeling her best. Um, no. So I, I went to the cricket yesterday at, at Edgbaston and came back to find uh, quite a lot of evidence of her not being very well around the house. Um yeah, I'm a bit worried about her. She's off her food, which is not like her. So, uh, you know, fingers no. crossed. No, I mean, this has happened before when she's eaten a dodgy mouse. So it could be that because she did catch a mouse, didn't she? She when... did. So it, hopefully she'll get better. So you're, you're, on, you're in charge, though. Just keep an eye on her and give her lots of love. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, I'll do my best. That. <laughs> I'll do my best to, to give some Aki some love, which is, you know, counterintuitive, frankly. We have. Um, I think we take the first left up there. Well, so we're just trying to work out how to get back. <laughs> Jolly good. Um, so my week, my week is probably going to be um, waking up at six o'clock, uh, running to the beach, um, playing on the beach with the dogs, playing in the water, and going back. And so all done by seven a.m. I've I've done a um, a mile run, two mile walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just sort of pottering around Anglesey, I think, as far as my poor mum can walk. She's struggling a little bit. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, it's yeah. not easy. Not easy at no. all. And Bob as well. So Bob is a, a, a Spaniel and he's 11 years old and he's got a lot of enthusiasm, but he's got um, old legs. And oh. So he gets a bit tired too. Oh. Um, but right. as for Doris, Doris is a delight. So Doris is a black lab, isn't she? Yeah, she's a black lab and she's beautiful. She's two, two years oh, old, God. one years old, and she's full of life and full of energy and she just loves the world, everything. She loves the sea, she loves walking, she loves poo, she, <laughs> she loves food, <laughs> she loves people. Um, so I'm having a good doggy week. Fantastic. Well, I will keep the, the home fires burning here. Plenty of things to do, Hobeck-wise, for sure. Um, and we will be back in person again next week when we have our journalism special, which we recorded. Yes, at looking Fest. forward to that one. That's we'll right. Do, we'll record our bit back at home when I'm back. Yeah, I can't wait to be honest. Um, <laughs> I had had plans to sort of go gallivanting around the UK myself, but I'm going to shelve those because I can see the scale of the task here. And to be honest, I'm just fed up with driving everywhere at the moment. So um, yeah, I think yeah, I'd, I'd like to have driving. a. I think Newport is as far as I'm prepared to go, uh, apart from seeing my dad tomorrow. So, um, Well, to... I can assure you, Newport is better than Hollyhead. Hollyhead was not up to much at all. We didn't find anything. There was no cafes. They were all shut. Uh, two charity shops that looked like they'd been there for centuries. <laughs> oh, dear. Poor Hollyhead. It has a retail park, which you found. So um, that's something.
Yeah, I think I better go because they're keen to get back. <laughs> okay, well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us again, uh, all of you, for joining us on the Hobcast Book Show. Don't forget to go to our website, www.hobeck.net, for all details of our authors, our books, our audiobooks, and everything else, Hobeck. And uh, maybe uh, sign up to our mailing list because you've been sending newsletters from Wales, which uh, I'm sure were a big hit. So uh, thanks, Rebecca, for joining us. That's okay. It's been a pleasure from Asda. You've been Rebecca Collins. I have. And and I've been Adrian Hobart. And together, this has been the Hobcast Book Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us again same time next week. But uh, between now and then, you know the form. Have a lovely, wonderful and creative week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Hobcast from Hobeck Books with Adrian Hobart and Rebecca Collins. You can find the show notes at our website, www.hobeck.net. You can also use the exclusive Hobcast discount code for any of the products at our Hobeck online store. Just enter the code HOBCAST20 for a 20% discount. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hobcast and feel free to contact us with any feedback. Until next time, remember our motto, Trad Values, Indie Spirit. Indie Spirit.